Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. So, hey, everyone, welcome back. We're back in the book of 2 Corinthians. We're in chapter 5, and uh, we're looking at something that I think um, might become one of our favorite verses also, uh, this uh, study. Um, we're talking about our heavenly dwelling today. And, you know, we think about our bodies, you know, uh, sort of... <laughs> McGee was talking about how our bodies sort of get broken down as we age, you know, more and more things, you know, um, kind of go wrong. Our bones creak kind of like an old house. The floors creak, the roof starts getting leaky. We need a new coat of paint. Just a lot of things that we have to do to sometimes keep ourselves going. And, uh, you know, it's easy to sort of feel run down a lot, lack of energy. Uh, it's easy just to kind of feel like, man, getting old is, is uh, no cup of, a cup of tea. Um, and Paul talks about this. Paul talks about where we're going to end up. And ending up in, in heaven is um, the direction he's talking about. But it's he puts it in a in a way of being with Christ and he puts it in a way of being at home in our home in our earthly bodies or being with Christ at home in something as a heavenly body with him in heaven but to be home with him is what he's talking about and there's a fine point of this we'll get to it in verse 8 but it is being at home with Christ in a spiritual sense, and then there's being with Christ when we receive a new body. And um, as McGee teaches, after we pass, our earthly body is buried, but our spirit goes to be with Christ immediately. We are with Christ. We are home, and we're waiting with Him until we receive our heavenly bodies that will be prepared for us. So that's the overview. It is a very comforting, it is a very reassuring uh, bit of scripture here, and uh, we just don't need to miss this. So let's jump in. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, For we know... 
It's not that we think or we hope. It's we know. This he's speaking with confidence. That if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God. In other words, he's comparing our bodies to a tent. Now, remember, Paul was a tent maker. And so he's putting it into uh, uh, an, a metaphor here, an analogy here, an example here that everybody could get their head around. He makes tents. It's where you live on an earthly level. But if that earthly home is destroyed, we have something even better from God to live in. It's a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. He's talking about a heavenly building, a heavenly body. For in this tent, this is our earthly tent, we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed... By putting it on, we may not be found naked. Now, the nakedness is um, the righteousness. So this this heavenly tent, this heavenly dwelling, is the righteousness of Christ. We won't be found naked in our sins. So putting it on, will have righteousness of Christ. Verse 4, For while we were still in this tent, we groaned, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. So he's comparing this new body to clothing us. He's comparing this new body as a tent to live in. And he's comparing this new body to life itself as opposed uh, to death in the the physical body he who has prepared us for this very thing is god who has given us the spirit as a guarantee so we've seen this before where the holy spirit is given to us as a deposit for us receiving the gospel message the gospel message is that of love, but it is a gospel message of power, as we talked about last time. It's a treasure, and it's stored in jars of clay that will eventually be broken down. It's a power stored in earthly tents, earthly homes, earthly bodies, jars of clay, that will eventually be broken. And it's to show us that this spirit is from God. But God has given us this spirit as a guarantee that we are going to be receiving a heavenly body with him. We are going to be with Christ because he gives us his own spirit as a guarantee. We have been bought, paid for, and purchased by the blood of Christ. Verse 6, so we are always of good courage. We always We know that, we don't think, we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. Now, home in this mortal body, we're away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Can't see Christ. We walk by faith in Him. Yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So in other words, death, it just means, as Paul's describing it, is just simply being away from the body and at home with the Lord. Either way, God's got us. He gives us His Spirit right now in the body, 
But if this earthly body passes, we would be at home with the Lord Jesus. And, you know, when you compare which one, you know, being at home with the Lord is preferable. Being with Jesus. We don't have to go through all this hardship in this physical body anymore. So whether we're at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. So in other words, here, and and He's not even using words like alive or dead. He's using it at home with the Lord or in the body. We at home or away, at home with the Lord or away from the Lord. Right now we're away from the Lord. At home or away. It's, it's really interesting the way he puts it. Right now we're just considering our life is away from the Lord. At home with the Lord is where we're we want to be. We make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for he has, d- for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Now, McGee teaches this point that our salvation is not in question. But each one of us appears before the Lord to receive payment for what he has done. So, salvation is not in question, but what we have done to honor the Lord Jesus, we will be rewarded, either great or small. But our aim is to please Him. So, we are going to stop here, um, and we'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this today. Another really encouraging bit of scripture here in 2 Corinthians, talking about being with the Lord. As always, for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through 2 Corinthians. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1 all the way through to verse 10. So we have here God's comfort in the ministry of martyrdom for Christ. So we have seen God's comfort in the glorious ministry of Christ in chapter 3, and today we declare um, an unveiled Christ and then we have God's comfort in the ministry of suffering for Christ in chapter 4. That's what we had in our study yesterday. So verse 1 of chapter 5, 2 Corinthians reads, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, 
eternal in the heavens. So Paul here is saying that <clears throat> we know we have an earthly house. So this know here means that he knows, not that, you know, we expect or we're looking forward to an earthly house. No, he knows by experience because of the fact that the Spirit of God has made it real to him. So it's amazing the miracles that we can see, you know, in the unseen world. Um, <clears throat> if we allow Christ in our lives and if we allow the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives, if we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, you know, we get to experience certain things <clears throat> that are just unexplainable, um, you know, sort to say miraculous, um, you know, as opposed to the things of the earth, the things that we can touch, see and feel, <clears throat> like the everyday things that come, you know, the material things that people think they'll make them happy. Like, say, for example, some people worship money, some people worship um, <clears throat> sport and things like that. But, you know, that eternal peace and joy that we so crave. So a tent is a flimsy and temporal thing. And that's what we are living in right now in our bodies. Our bodies are like, <clears throat> you know, flimsy temper tense. So here Paul is referring to our body. If And if it is destroyed, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands. So until the Lord gives us our new bodies, he will give us temporal ones here that we're living in on earth. So Paul is um, here is talking about the new body that we will get. So we shall note one thing here uh, is that there is an outward man and an inward man. So the inward man is the spiritual man. The outward man is the earthly man. So our outward, the outward man um, perishes, yet the inward ma man is <clears throat> renewed day by day. And how do we get renewed and rejuvenated? study the word of God, you know, every day when you look at, when you study scripture, there's just like a way and you get to understand it. There's just a way that you actually feel, you're actually rejuvenated, you're actually renewed. So the things that are seen are temporal. That's the earthly things. These are temporal. We'll leave them behind. So this body that we have is temporal. Old age takes place in all of us, whether we like it or not. And we get slower and have aches and pains. And this is the outward man. <clears throat> and we also have the inward man who is spiritual. So God is a spirit and those who that worship him do so in spirit and in truth. And in Psalms <clears throat> 104, verse 4 reads, He who makes his angels spirit, his ministers a flame of fire. <clears throat> so... Um, <clears throat> our Lord God is a spirit, so we worship him in spirit and in faith once we're indwelt with the Holy Spirit. So verse 2, chapter 5, 2 Corinthians reads, For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. So <clears throat> in our bodies, we groan, we have aches, we have pains, the older we get, um, you know, we get slower and all. So we're groaning in this body as we grow old. 
verse 3 goes on to read if indeed having been clothed we shall not be found naked so one of these days he will actually call us um call his own out of this world and those that are his own are going to be called up to meet him to meet with the lord in the air and we will actually stand before him clothed in his righteousness so everyone that will be raised won't be clothed with his righteousness because he was delivered um yeah because he was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification that is our righteousness and they have rejected him and so we are told that there is a resurrection for both the just and the unjust and we have this in acts 25 15 which reads about whom the chief priests and the elders of the jews informed me when i was in jerusalem asking for a judgment against him so we condemned him to death and he was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification and then the lord jesus christ himself said in john 5 verse 29 <clears throat> and come forth those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation <clears throat> so he speaks here of a resurrection of when you are going to be clothed with righteousness with the righteousness of christ so are you clothed in the righteousness of christ today um so um and we're going to be accepted in the beloved you know once we accept the lord jesus christ and <clears throat> when he comes he will raise his own uh both the just and then just will actually be raised but the just will be clothed in his righteousness and will be accepted in the beloved so this is the way that will have to appear before him so there is also a resurrection of the great white throne so that's not what we're talking about that's the resurrection of the great white throne and this is where the lost are actually brought and are not clothed in his righteousness and will be judged according to their works as this is the way they actually wanted it <clears throat> because people feel oh if i do good even if i don't believe if i do good i'm going to be judged based on my works um so the bible talks of eight judgments um and these include the first one the cross so he that actually hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not <clears throat> come into judgment because christ bore it for them and christ bore it for me <clears throat> on the cross but his past from death to life so i died with christ and i resurrected with christ if i believe in christ the second judgment is self-judgment and that's we have this in first corinthians eleven thirty-one, <clears throat> which reads for if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged so that's self-judgment so the lord um so we, we ought to judge ourselves that way we'll 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 see what's right and wrong what's what, what we're doing is <coughs> sinful or not 
And the third judgment is a chastened man. So the Lord um, takes us to the woodshed. So the Lord chastens us, actually. Yeah, the Lord takes us to the woodshed. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And we have this in Hebrews 12, verse 6, which reads, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. So, the Lord will chasten his own. Despite all the trials and tribulations we go through, you know, the Lord wants, is, is telling us something. He wants us to focus on something. The fourth judgment is the, believer work, the believer's works are going to be judged. The fifth judgment is the nation Israel will be judged. The sixth, Gentile nations will be judged. The seventh, fallen angels will be judged. And the eighth judgment, um, then the, um, the, you know, there is the great white throne judgment where the lost are to be brought and they are naked there that is they are not clothed with the righteousness of christ they're clothed with the russians they're clothed with their own works <clears throat> okay verse four second corinthians five goes on to read for we who are in this tent grown being burdened not because we want to be unclothed but for father clothes that mortality may be swallowed up by life so if you feel like groaning then go ahead and groan it's actually spiritual because you know the older we get um you know in these bodies we get these aches and pains and all <clears throat> verse 5 goes on to read now he who has prepared us for this very thing is god who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee so there is more to actually follow. The best is actually yet to come. There's more. There's beautiful things that are coming. This right here, what you face on earth, that this is like a little tribulation compared to like what is going to come, um, like the the rewards that we're going to receive. There's more to come. There's yet to come. Um, the best is yet to come. But today he's given us the Holy Spirit so that down here in those in these weak bodies that we're in, um, all our weaknesses, he's given us <clears throat> to the Holy Spirit. So believe in him. Verse 6 goes on to read. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So if we are home in the body, in this body here, then we are absent from the Lord because we're in the flesh. Verse 7 goes on to read, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So faith is actually taking God at his word, believing in God. Verse 8 goes on to read, We are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So the important thing is when one dies, the soul doesn't go to sleep. It doesn't die. It goes to be with Christ and the body is put to sleep. So we look forward to this as children of God. Um, you know, this is, this is like hopeful and encouraging. If you have lost a loved one, mom passed like almost a year ago. 
this month is going to be a year. And I, I have that <clears throat> faith and belief, you know, that I will see her again. I will see her again. Okay, so verse 9 goes on to read, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. So, um, you know, we must all appear before the judgment seat uh, one day. So this is um, the Bema. So the Bema is where the judges of the city met. They actually judged the citizens who had done certain things. And it wasn't a question of life or death here. So this was not the great white throne. So the judgment seat of Christ is for believers. It's to see whether they are going to receive a reward or not. That's the judgment seat. It's not the great white throne. So we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ if you're a child of God. And who appear? And, you know, our works are going to be tested. Uh, were they works of faith? You know, um, our works, are they wood, hail, stubble? Or are they, um, you know, gold or precious stones? Verse 10 goes on to read, For we, will, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to, to what he has done, whether good or bad. So, while we're down here, we're going to be judged by the way we have lived our lives. By the way, we've lived the Christian life. So, in these bodies down here, that's how we're going to be judged. So, when we go in his presence, we will be... Um, <clears throat> you know, we will be with these bodies. So... How are we living down here? You know, whatever we do, are we glorifying Christ? Even if it's in eating, if it's in walking, are we doing it for the glory of Christ? How are we living our lives down here? So Paul said he would like to stay a little longer. We would all like to stay a little longer when our time is almost done. And Paul wanted to stay a little longer to actually preach the gospel of Christ. Um, so he said this to the Philippians, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To go and be with Christ is far better. Believers should live in the light of the Lord. So every day, you know, wake up and remember remember Christ. Live in the light of the Lord. You know, what are you doing for Christ today? What are you doing for that cross that Christ died for us? Um so we have seen here the first motive of preaching the gospel so what is the motive today of believers we are going to have to answer to the lord jesus christ for our lives our salvation is not in question but our reward so you know one of the benefits of um preaching the motives actually of preaching the gospel taking out the gospel is for our reward as christians so what are we doing with the word of God today. How are living our lives down here? Okay, so this is our teaching for today. Thank you all very much for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.